Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Zofia Renee Morales, and I am here today to discuss the science of manifesting because we're going to have a whole month of manifesting this month. And today I am talking with my good friend and repeat guest, Akurta Melchizedek. She is a specialist in working with the multidimensional aspects of DNA. She teaches people to access these codes in their holographic blueprints and recode them in order to live into their highest potential. It is her passion to teach people to heal their DNA, show them how to clear destructive DNA patterns from their ancestral lineage, lineage, trauma, and disease, and recode them for activation and alignment with your wholeness, light, mission, and purpose. She works with the holographic body, sacred geometry, Akashic records, the crystalline grid system, and other multidimensional realms. Akurta is leading programs on the transformation of the 144-stranded DNA, for the evolution of humanity and leaving a new genetic lineage. Welcome, Akurta. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be back on your show and with your community. I have a lot of really great stuff today, so I'm so excited to be here. I know. I'm really looking forward to this. I love talking about the science of manifesting because so many people don't really understand what it is. Maybe they're a little familiar with like the secret, which I consider kind of like manifesting 101 <laughs> and, and kind of a little simplified version of that. What is your definition of manifesting? Well, first of all, I think we get to ask ourselves why we want to manifest something. And when we ask ourselves, why, why are we manifesting? Why are we creating? We open up a whole exploration of the science of manifesting, but I think the creation part, the embodied soul part of why we're manifesting, and I believe that manifesting is really our, it is our conversation with our heart and with God, and I mean God is in all energy, the source that's in all things. Right. It is really meant to be this beautiful communication between your soul and God, your and God expressed through this body. And Gaudi so is about right, right? And Gaudi, <laughs> the embodied Gaudi, God, yeah. And so we get to we really we get to talk more about that. Yeah. And, and you know, for me, manifest manifestation really starts with being embodied, soul embodied, really understanding the physics of how we're creating ourselves. Mm. I love that you I love that you mentioned starting with the why. Why do you want this? Because I think that's frequently where people run into trouble with it. They don't really examine that. They just decide, oh, this is what I want and I'm gonna I'm gonna manifest that. <laughs> right. And you know, when when we start to move into understanding the science of manifesting and the vibration and frequencies of our being and the universal consciousness, 
why we do something is of the utmost importance. So when we're coming from a place of service to ourself, our highest self, to humanity, to the universal consciousness, there is a whole expanded frequency and illumination and a call and response to source energy that starts to happen. But Mm -hmm. if we are creating from thought alone, we get in the doing mode. And what do we know by doing mode? It just spins you out. It's like you're you're in hamster on on a wheel, right? Mm-hmm. And it becomes doing, 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 doing. And then when we look back after all of this doing, do we ever feel satisfied? Do yeah. we truly have the thing that it is we want to create? No, we usually end up feeling tired, exhausted, uh, overwhelmed. And a little um, let down by our results. Let down and disconnected. And did we really do any type of service to ourself or humanity? Mm -hmm. So so we get to go back to the basics of understanding the science of manifesting. And for me, that starts with the the embodiment of your soul and Mm -hmm. understanding your energetic systems. So how many steps are there to manifesting uh, in the way that you experience it? Well, I think that there's a lot of different ways that, that, that I can answer that question. Mm-hmm. And there are, there are s- s- several steps to just the manifesting part, but w- w- why, why do we have blocks to manifesting? And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, that's a whole other topic in itself. And so, you know, when we're, when we're in full heart communication, there's, there's really no steps other than that. Mm. Okay. But when we're not in heart communication or we're learning a new pattern of how to communicate with our higher self and God through this body, that is a whole other realm of exploration. And for, for me, you know, I believe that if you really want to be in the momentum of, of manifesting in this embodied soul light way, truly serving yourself and humanity, then we get to take a look at some of the things and patterns and blockages that are in the way of this. Mm-hmm. What are all those voices or those moments of resistance or fear or the I can'ts or even the epigenetics part of, of our creation of who we are? Yeah. And so for me, that looks like DNA. So before we go too far down the road where things break, I'd like to understand from you, because as you mentioned, for many people, this is a different way, perhaps, of communicating with their higher self and with uh, God in everything that is. So in your physical physicality, in your physical experience, how does that show up for you? What does it feel like? What what kind of state do you go into? Describe mm-hmm. it a little bit for us. Well, so th- there's a lot of steps that go into that. And so first, the, the, the clearing of deeper patterns is important because this opens, it opens you up to the clear channel of what you're talking about. And it opens up a resonance of source and creativity. Okay. And when we come from a place of knowing the truth of who we are as an expression of God through this physical form, there's magic that starts to happen. 
Mm. Okay. And so we are internally coded in our DNA with our soul mission of the truth of who we are at the infinite magnificent level. And it's already encoded in our DNA. So for me, I look at what is blocking this, these light codes from coming through and being organizing our DNA, our cellular structures to this magnificence of the truth of who we are as, as creator gods, as this being our birthright and into our blueprint. Okay. And so, so how, how would I recognize that I have some kind of a blocker resistance like that happening in my, in my experience? Well, I think when, when we really want to create something, right, and for some reason, every time we go to create it, there's some type of biofeedback loop to it that is not what, what, what we really desired, okay, that has kind of like maybe a negative feedback loop. And I don't want to use the word negative, but it's not, it's not in resonance as it's coming back to you. And we're going to get more into that. So first, you know, when we are fully embodied and I, your light is, is in your body, right? And you are moving with the truth of who you are. There's a clear channel that happens mm-hmm. and the clear channel starts with a whole beingness of your truth. Mm. Okay. And this beingness of the, of the truth comes with contentment, peace, joy, creativity, source, knowing that the universe has your back, knowing that you can do anything, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is, is held inside the deep core of your body, okay? When you're a clear channel of this information, of source, of that connection with your higher self and God through this body, you start to understand your chakra system. You start to understand that there's a lot of power in your chakra system and that there are torsion fields. And this torsion field, along with your heart frequency and your pineal gland, create a biomagnetic field around you, which is your resonance. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this resonance. So th- this is kind of what people who are saying, well, I'm in, I was in full flow are talking about. Exactly, exactly. So this biomagnetic field, right, goes through all our different types of bodies, our physical body, our emotional body, our uh, um, etheric body, body, mental body, etheric etheric body, and causal body. So we have all these different bodies that at at the rate of which your light is moving through your body, source is moving through your body, this is how far the expansion happens to the thing that you want to create, Mm. okay? And so when you are in full creation and resonance with yourself and the thing that you want to create, there is a field that starts to expand around you. And this field of expansion taps into other quantum realities, taps into the infinite potential of fabric through the holographic matrix or the morphogenetic field, whatever you want to call it, okay? Hang on, you just froze, so rewind a second. Oh, it, it taps into the infinite potential, is the last exactly. thing I heard. It taps into the infinite potential, but it taps into the infinite potential almost like a web of light, 
okay? Mm. A resonant frequency web of light into this morphogenetic field, okay? So your energy becomes a call and response to the quantum realm of manifesting through, through your, your aligned soul in your body. So the more that we can stay open to the truth of what we want, the more momentum and vortex that we have with our frequency as a clear channel, the more we tap into this morphogenetic field. And through there, all of these potentials are waiting to happen. And the more that you create the, the, the we'll say the, how, what steps would someone need to take to come into that kind of resonance, to move into that sort of flow? Because I've talked to many people who are like, oh, flow, flow sounds lovely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wish that could happen for me. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start about what happens. So we're connected into this net of light, this fabric of infinite uh, potential of creation, Right. The, mm -hmm. the call and response to the quantum fields of the universe. And when we can stay in that field, manifesting is instantaneously. But what happens when we have a thought of like, I can't do this, this, uh, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, or fear sets in, we detach again and all of that energy starts to collapse close to the body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then it takes a full momentum again of energy to move it back out through all of these body fields, all of these energetic fields back to the realm of quantum infinite potential and possibility. Okay. So the more that we create in this realm, if you want to call it the flow, mm -hmm. more comes to you. So as you create, it's like a birth and, and, and uh, void response process. So you go and you create, you create, you create, you're in momentum, right? The thing gets birthed, and then you go back into the void of creation. And that is back to the, the full truth of who you are and the understanding. Because then the source starts pouring back into you from your mm -hmm. creation, Source so, loves source. Energy loves energy. So it's sort of uh, a cycle that builds on itself. It, it's exactly. like a wave that gets a little bit bigger each time you you ride it. Exactly, exactly. And this wave is a wave that really ripples through the multidimensional fabric. I mean, we are so powerful. We are so powerful with our creations. But we just get to understand and clear what is in the way of this type of momentum and wave and flow with our soul light and the universe. Now, I have a question for you because we're talking about uh, what I want to say, a very powerfully aligned um, manifestation state. Um, and if you've read The Secret, if you've talked to people in manifesting circles, there's a very common thing that gets discussed and that's basically that you can you're always manifesting the only question is whether you're manifesting for your benefit or to your detriment mm -hmm. uh, what what is your take on that well I don't I understand that and I would like to maybe shift the frequency there is that everything is a biofeedback loop mm. and that 
our thoughts, our energy, all of that is a call and response again to the universe. And it was just, it's just a biofeedback loop. And, you know, we get to look at with the science of manifesting, we get to look at what is happening in our body, our emotions, our thoughts, our alignment. And again, why we are creating what we say we want to create. Mm, interesting. So what would you say to somebody who uh, was saying, well, you know, I've, I've been trying to do all this and it has not been working out as a, I think it ought to work out and I'm in this mess and I'm just not manifesting the stuff that I feel like I ought to be able to manifest. Well, first, I mean, I would go into DNA and start looking through different strands of DNA of what is the pattern or the program that's blocking the energy of the flow of what we're talking about. Mm. What, what have, what did we create? How did we lose power in some way? Where did we believe in something outside of ourselves that says that that can't happen? Or where did we convince ourselves based on past experiences where we say that can't happen on a deep level, on a core, core level? A lot of people have a lot of core beliefs that they have not even tapped into of what is really the underlying cause of, of where the breakdown is, again, with tapping into that, that morphogenetic infinite potential. Hmm. Interesting. So the difference between somebody who's one or one of the potential places between somebody who's manifesting readily the things that they desire and think about, as opposed to someone who's struggling to manifest these things might actually be something that's a, a belief that's programmed into their genetic structure. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. And, you know, I know that, you know, we talked about epigenetics the last time I was on, and sometimes these things don't even belong to us. Yes, <laughs> it was great grandmas. <laughs> or our, you know, or our immediate mother and father, we, you know, we, we, we hold a lot of stories for our family. Exactly. When their own manifestations haven't uh, occurred that the way that they want, because they don't understand who the truth of they are. That's beautiful. I'm going to pause you right here because I want to dig into that a little bit more, but we're coming up on our break right now. And so everyone out there listening to us right now, I thank you so much for being here with us. And I would invite you during this break to take a little pen and paper and just note down anything that has resonated with you of what's been discussed in this first section, maybe places you feel like you're stuck and uh, hold on to those thoughts for after the break. And so stay with us and we'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? 
where should we go next, or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much, and live soul first. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee, and I'm here talking to Akurta Melchizedek about manifestation and places that manifestation breaks. And before the break, Akurta, you had started introducing the idea that a lot of this is not even our stuff sometimes. So why don't, why don't we pick up on the epigenetic aspect of this? And... Uh, Tell us what yeah. we can do if we're carrying around mom's poverty consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, from a genetic standpoint, as we come into this being, this, this embodiment, our soul light incarnate, we, we choose two people to, to basically... Um, bring about the genetics for all the stories that we have brought upon ourselves to, um, to expand our consciousness. And these genetics have matching genetics to all of these, these lessons and experiences that we are going to, to learn from, from this, this life existence. And in that, you know, there are ancestral stories and our mothers and fathers stories and in order for, for a genetic to imprint, to be a part of our genetics, we call that forth. Our soul light is the organizing principle to all of our genetics for what is going to play out. We're, we're, we're sort of masochistic, aren't we? <laughs> well, we just don't understand. And we have a millennia of stories that that aren't the truth also mm. to work through. Yes. And, and I think that, you know, people are really starting to catch on to this, that these, this story is not mine. Mm -hmm. And, or I learned this at a young age and this pattern isn't the truth of who I am. And by looking at these deeper patterns, this, this, uh, you know, when we, in a, a, to me, a pattern looks like when we want to manifest something or 
we like, I'll just use um, dating, for instance, Mm -hmm. when we keep attracting the same person, there's a pattern there. No matter how hard we try, we keep trying to date different types of people, but yet they still turn out to be the same person. There's a pattern there. Yeah. Okay. And we get to take a deeper look at those patterns. Where did that come from? How did I learn that pattern? Most of the time, if they're coming from this life, they start between zero and five years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is, a, that is a long pattern before we're, we're truly cognizant about a lot of things that are happening. That is a deep-rooted pattern to set in. This is why you marry your father frequently. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, through DNA, we can actually go and see where that pattern is at. And so for this, if it's a present life, it would probably be in about the fourth strand of DNA, okay? Um, fourth strand to me is the, the present life. This is the system that I've organized around DNA. So this means present life for me. Mm-hmm. So we go into the four strand and we look for this pattern and these patterns look like dark spots. They could be frayed DNA. The DNA can look extra uh, wound tight, right? Mm-hmm. There can be an imbalance of masculine and feminine in the double helix, one side being masculine, one side being feminine. They start to look different. Okay. So we go in and we take a look at these patterns that are happening in the DNA because these patterns are are what organizing our DNA, our cellular structure, our blueprint, and they're the frequency that we send out to the universe. Hmm. And the universe calls and responds back, that biofeedback loop. Okay. Now, science frequently wants to tell us that uh, genetics is a destiny that you can't escape. I don't think you quite hold that same philosophy. I don't. And, you know, science is really coming around to my view because even, I mean, there's tons of studies done on twins right now where, you know, they, with um, degenerative diseases, okay, or any type of, um, uh, I forgot the word of that, um, uh, disease that's that's passed through DNA or disorders. Yeah, inheritable. That, inheritable, thank you. Yeah. Um, is that is that the twins still only have a 50% chance of of the same type of genetic genome sequencing that causes these diseases or these malformations. Despite so, the fact that they have quote unquote identical, identical DNA. exactly. Yeah. It's a 50 that's in identical twins. Okay, so how does that stand up? That's a very how, good how does that science even stand up? Yeah, exactly. If if it was in fact, if you have this DNA sequence, you automatically have this thing. Then in identical twins, they should both have it, <laughs> right? And so also with with twins, and even brothers and sisters, siblings, is how different is every sibling? They are completely uh, different souls. Yeah, d- day and night for my day, myself. Day yeah. and night. How does that happen? How does how do you become completely two different people, and even twins, two completely different people? So how, how does, does that happen, that happen Akurta? <laughs> I truly believe that your soul comes in and organizes 
this genetic information from your mother and father. Mm. And this is how that happens. Yeah, because that's always been a little bit of a, a perplexity to me because my sister and I share several genetic mutations. Um, and there's like a wide range of ways that this will express mm-hmm. for the same mutation. Exactly. And so in, in my family, my mother has it, my sister has it, I have it, and my nephew has it. And it expresses very differently for each one of us. So why does it express differently for each one of you? Well, from what you're <laughs> telling me, it's, it's because each of our souls came in and went, you know what, I'd rather have the organic depression version of that. And the other one said, I'd rather try the schizophrenia flavor right. or the... <laughs> and we, when we get into the science of manifesting, I truly believe that the first science that we learn how to manifest is with ourselves. And it is with our energy and our consciousness, our thought patterns. And when we, when we think differently, when we feel differently, we change gene expression in every moment. We are designing ourselves. And I believe that our embodied soul light into this, this physical being is our first training ground, ground for manifesting. Mm. And when you understand that you are truly creating yourself and that your consciousness, your thought process, your emotions are turning on and off gene expression, are able to heal your DNA, restructure your DNA, it is a game changer for what you think is possible for yourself. Exactly. And it puts a whole new spin on, quote unquote, spontaneous remission of things like cancer and other things that that our science tells us are controlled yeah. by your DNA, but will get just spontaneously turned on or turned off. Well, I was in a car accident in 2000, in a really bad car accident. I was told I was never going to walk again. And oh. so I ran, I ran a marathon. <laughs> you go, girl. And I, I sent that doctor all of the footage from me running a marathon with a, uh, a very energetic worded note. That's that's awesome. I assume that did not happen over a very short period of time. <laughs> it didn't. It took it, it took well over a year, you know, to be able to do that. I trained. I trained for well over a year for that. Yeah. Well, but and it, a it year was, is is a really short time frame when you're talking about a devastating car accident like that. Mm-hmm. But I was also I also knew the power of myself. I had a lot of tools in my healing modalities to call upon and to work with. And I mean, I've known, I've known for, I don't even know ever since I was probably in my twenties that I was really creating myself. Mm. And so, you know, that, that accident was a scheduled accident because I died in, in that, in that accident. And that's where, you know, I had what I consider a walk-in happen, but it was my highest self. It was a higher part of myself that came in Mm, and started to to clue me in on the quantum physics and the science of manifesting and the truth of who I was and the power that I had as a creator God. So before we kind of gloss over that, for those out there who don't understand what a walk-in is, would you like to expand upon that? Mm. Well, uh, 
my version of walk-in, and there are many versions, my version of walk-in is that I, I died and I went to a place and I, there was a lot of uh, communication about the truth of who I was and that elevated myself. And I started to really witness from a higher, uh, we'll say love and light perspective, God perspective, a, a um, connection with, with everything. I got to bring that back with me. And what is really interesting, what came from that, and you know, this is why when we talked about at the beginning about manifesting from the heart, why we're manifesting is so important is because, you know, people say that when you, you die, you go through this light, which was kind of true, but instead of seeing everything that has ever happened, I was only shown the things where I created out of love. Those are the things that we get to really take with us. Those are the lasting manifestations. And that's why creating from your heart, from the truth of who you are as God incarnate is the most important thing because those are the manifestations, the creations that really last. That's how people really remember you. Connection really happens, not only with our brothers and sisters, but with universe, with God. That answers a question that I've actually had for a great many years. <laughs> um, because... I have noticed over the years that I can manifest some pretty incredible stuff. But I have also noticed that I mostly manifest it for other people that I care about deeply. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've manifested job opportunities for my husband. Most recently, I manifested a buyer for dad's house before we even listed the house on the market. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so that. That's so, actually an, an interesting insight. Yeah. So I would ask, you know, most of the time when we're good manifestors for, for other people, and I also came from this too, so I understand it very well, was that there was a family dynamic that I grew up with that I was the caretaker. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I learned, and I very, still am. Yes. Yeah, I learned at a very young age that other people matter more than me. Yep. And that's something I'm working to unlearn. Mm -hmm. And again, a pattern in your DNA mm -hmm. yeah. that can be cleared and recoded, restructured with your highest light and infinite potential a crystal DNA of rainbow iridescence for you and the truth and the magnificence of who you are. That is beautiful. What would you say, looking back on the things that you've created and brought into your life, what would you say is the, we, we all have these th things every now and again that you stand back and you go, well, damn, who knew? <laughs> What's kind of the most awesome thing you've manifested? Well, first, I would love to give props to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one. <laughs> um, you know, there's uh, 
creating life like that in in inside you is a is a whole level of manifesting that is truly magnificent and um, deserves to be recognized the the birth of other souls. But for my own personal manifestations, um, I think really is the the group programs that I teach the the DNA part is witnessing that these people that are creating with me, we are not only clearing and recoded the 12 strands of DNA, we are bringing in another 24 stranded DNA, which is, I mean, I'm, I'm totally changing humanity. I mean, we're getting to the point right now where, you know, I see that we have the potential through this work to rewrite more out of our genetics and to balance the masculine and feminine principles inside DNA uh, through our, our, our whole um, uh, existence. And to when we rewrite war out of our genetics, that there are these larger cycles that I'm being pervy to that are cycles that are happening on the planet with different, different um, cycles, but they're a part of the magnetics of the whole earth. And mm. so there are these, these Troyoto fields and, and some, you know, people say that they're, you know, that there are 12 sacred or 12 um, uh, portals of energy on the planet, but there's actually 24 because each portal right? Each energetic vortex has a part on the reciprocal part of the world that creates a torsion field of, of, of energy. And that these cycles, there's all these different cycles that are happening on this planet. And that there's a greater cycle of, if you look at the evidence of other civilizations, there's a greater cycle that civilizations have come and gone. And most of them have gone because of some type of catastrophe and that we have the opportunity in this with the power of the truth of who we are to create out of these cycles and to create out of archetypal uh, archetypal structures which are these stories that we've been living through for millennia and to completely clear our genetics from these stories and from war that is beautiful. We are coming up on our break here. And so I would like to invite all of the listeners out there to take their pen and paper and make a few notes on the things that have come forward for you, uh, places, patterns that you've seen, things that you're recognizing in your own family history so that you have, have that for the future to work with. And hang with us. We will be back from the break in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. 
leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you so much for hanging with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee, and I'm here talking with Akurta Melchizedek about the science of manifesting. And uh, before the break, we were talking about how manifesting from your heart is really important and understanding your why is really important. If you could walk us through kind of the steps on how we move into that flow, into that heart space that would be fabulous because it sounds lovely in theory, but it can be challenging in practical reality sometimes. Mm-hmm. So for me, I like to go into stillness, what I call conscious stillness. And that is really being in the void of creation. Zero point, if you want to call it. How do we step out of, what do I want to say, the day-to-day hurry, scurry, doingness that goes on, especially if we got uh, people in our lives, whether it's spouses or parents or husbands or children or what it is? Well, this is, this is that place of, of uh, conscious discipline for yourself. I mean, what are you really creating in all of that busy And what could freeing up some time for yourself of conscious stillness and moving from that place, what might you create? So, you know, I, I make myself a, a priority mm-hmm. with, with my creating. Right. I, I guess the question is almost not so much do I set the time aside in my calendar? But once I have, and once I've gone to sit, how do we, what do I want to say, discipline that busy little squirrel mind? That takes, that takes discipline. You know, this takes um, 
this takes all of those places that you are leaking energy with the mental doing, with the doing, doing of calling it back, Mm. of being able to witness yourself where you put energy outside of you instead of creating through you. Mm. And you get to take that and you get to start using that. Why are people so exhausted all the time? Because they never charge themselves back up. They just give, 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 go, 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 They never charge themselves back up, but they're also in a process of taking their energy and moving it outside of themselves. Mm. So when we move energy outside of ourselves, it's not in a full creation. It's like, here's my energy, and they put it outside of themselves. Okay, because most people are living in the future. They're not in the now. They're not creating in the now. They're not creating from an embodied place. So they're leaking energy all over the place. This is why people are so exhausted. Hmm. So this is a discipline of this consciousness, calling it back to yourself, calling it back into your body, calling it into your cells, calling it into your DNA. When you have this stillness, there is a peace that happens. A direct communication starts to happen with you and God. And I said, again, God is like this energy. From that void of creation, when you are truly inspired from your heart, from your soul, there's a spark that happens. Okay, this spark that happens, you know, you know, it's the truth, you know how to move with it, you know, the next steps. It's a knowing. It's a knowing of your truth. This spark then, and we go back to the, the, the manifesting or the science of manifesting, right? Understanding our energy moves into your field moves into your DNA, moves into your cells, or starts organizing everything for the creation at the highest level. Mm. Then what happens is it moves out through all the fields that we talked about, the physical body, the emotional body, the causal body, everything is on board for this creation then you truly have the vortex of energy that attaches you into that field, that net fiber, the holographic uh, morphogenetic potential of everything. And then energy moves out in the quantum realm, out in the physical, And then what happens? Don't the phone calls from the right people come? The help always shows up. The money always comes to you. The, and you know, it's the truth. You know, it's the truth of who you are. And there's joy and creativity in the creation. Mm. Not from a doing, but from the fullness of the experience of your soul through your body 
with the universe, with other brothers and sisters, with the planet, with the universe. Mm. Beautiful. Ah. Sounds like a lovely space to be in. I just kind of want to sit here and, and yeah. soak in it. <laughs> and then what happens? You gifted something. You birthed and gifted something magnificent to the world, love and light. And as it moves through the, you know, the physical realm, the etheric realm, the quantum realm, all of it, then the torsion field happens. And all of that energy comes rushing back to you into the core of your being and strengthens the truth of who you are and your magnificence. Mm. That is beautiful. Now, I know you brought some lovely gifts with you today. Would you like to share with our listeners what you've brought for them? Yeah, so there are a few really beautiful things uh, happening, and and we talked about like what am I uh, proudest of creating? And you know, this the DNA work I'm is one of the 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 proudest things, the best, the most wonderful, magnificent things that I've I've created. And um, what I'm offering is, if people want to come over to our community, that there is a free. Um, double strand clearing of um, uh, for, of the first two strands from uh, ancestral um, programs. Nice, which will help people understand the work that they can do inside them DNA, uh, with their DNA and help them witness uh, the power that they have to create themselves. Absolutely. And so this is what they can do with that stuff they wrote down over the breaks. It's like right. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and to expand that out. And that the other thing is, is as we're talking about, you know, rewriting war out of our genetics, all of these programs out of our genetics and uh, uh, creating new archetypal structures or structures that are no longer in these archetypes that we've been playing with for a millennia is that, you know, I call this a new genetic lineage of light. And that in May, from May 22nd through the 27th, we'll be leaving, uh, I'm leading a retreat in uh, Teotihuacan, the pyramids in Mexico, mm. Teotihuacan. And there, this is a, such a significant place right now because one, it is the pyramids are the known as the, um, the balance of the sun and the moon, which are many levels to that. But for me are the masculine and feminine balance that we'll be working with through DNA. And what is unique about and, and special about these pyramids is that they are all, they are mostly like crystal, and in the center of the pyramids, they were using water for their intentions for creation to magnify their creations. These are people who understood about the science of manifesting, and this is known as where men became gods. And so we are cl- claiming a new genetic lineage for ourselves here. And we'll be clearing and recoding the strands of DNA, activating the higher strands, but also calling in new uh, galactic, we'll say, information for ourselves from our star family. And so that we can have a, uh, a higher dimensional perspective of the universal human that we are now stepping into in, um, in this realm, what we're you know, as we talk about like 3D, 4D, 5D, 5D is a, a 
uh, frequency in the fifth dimension that has a, we'll say, an expansion of harmonics of love and light to be in unity consciousness. Mm. And so we're we're going to this place to pull new genetic information for all of us, for humanity, for the new lineage of light. Oh, and if anybody is is uh, wants to come and spend five days with us, and there's a three day add on with some incredible hot springs that are in the sides of caves, Ooh, yes, um, that over, that are in mountains and you overlook, you know, to to set up a call. And, you know, we'll, we'll connect on um, if, if we feel like we're the right people to work with each other, because we're doing this work for not only our own genetics, but for all of humanity and the universal consciousness. We are so powerful. We are affecting all dimensions through this work. And I'm, I'm looking for those people ready to do that and be that kind of service for themselves and for all humanity. Oh, that is beautiful. So if you feel like you may perhaps be one of those people or you're just a little bit curious even, uh, you can go to sovereignself.media. That's sovereignself.media. And there will be links to both the DNA clearing and to get more information on the trip to Teotihuacan. Uh, which I have to say, if you've never been there, you have to go see these pyramids. They're amazing. We went a couple of years ago, my husband and myself. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, through all the people who have been doing this, this work, elevating, working through our genetics, um, you know, the, 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 grid, the people who have been working on grids and the natural vortexes of what I talked about, the 12 sacred sites with the other 12 and the other, the other side of the world is that others are being activated and Teotihuacan is being reactivated and there's new information coming from there. And there's going to be several sites all over the world that people are just going to start hearing about that have not, that they really haven't heard about, like Oblaki Tepe, uh, Tepe and, you know, Adam's Calendar and, and some other things are really starting to come back on the line again. And there's incredible information coming from New Zealand right now. And there's will probably be a trip in another retreat in, in, uh, at the end of this year in New Zealand. Oh, that'll so, be fabulous! Oh, I want to go to the New Zealand. I want to go to the New Zealand one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, there's a reason that the, you know all the fires are happening there. I mean, this is really becoming what I believe is you know the new heart chakra of the world. Yeah, this and the center of purification. And the center of purification. Absolutely. Well, we are getting down to the end of the show today. Thank you so much for being with me today, Akurta. This has been a fabulous discussion. And thank you to everyone who has joined us in the discussion today. Uh, we love you. We love that you come and join us every week to have these wonderful conversations. And make sure to reach out to Akurta if you feel so moved and I would love to hear from you if you feel like uh, communicating with me or sharing some of your experiences with me I would love that and until next week go out and live soul first thank you for being a part of our program this week Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 